Good morning. Um, man, just uh, an honor and a privilege to be here with you guys this morning, to be walking through God's Word, Psalm 54. Um, if you guys don't have a Bible, raise your hand. Uh, we can get one handed out to you. Um, it'll be up on the screen too. But um, So let me just uh, let me go through Psalm 54. Um, I'm reading out of the ESV. But it says... To the choir master with stringed instruments, a mascal of David, when the Ziphites went and told Saul, is not David hiding among us? O oh God, save me by your name and vindicate me by your might. O oh God, hear my prayer. Give ear to the words of my mouth. For strangers have risen against me. Ruthless men seek my life. They do not set God before themselves. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is the upholder of my life. He will return the evil to my enemies, and your faithfulness put an end to them. With a free will offering, I will sacrifice to you. I will give thanks to your name, O Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me from every trouble. And my eye has looked in triumph on my enemies. Let me pray for us this morning. God, thank you for... Thank you for your grace that brings us here. God, as we look at your word this morning, as we look at the psalm that David wrote and what you have for us today, God, open the hearts in this room to hear. Be glorified in this place. You are faithful. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So, in studying this week, uh, the Psalms remind me of a devotional journal, like that you would write in, write your prayers to God. Um, we see the heart of the authors as they cry out in prayer to God. There are 150 Psalms in total, and 73 of them are written by David. In Psalm 52, Saul, king of Israel, tries to kill David. We see the persecution of David when Doeg tells Saul where David is hiding. We see the persecution of, uh, in Psalm 54, our psalm today, we see uh, David face the same persecution from Saul when the Ziphites go and tell Saul where David is hiding. David is running from Saul for his life. Because Saul knows that the Lord is with David, and Saul is threatened by him. In verses 1 through 3, David, amidst persecution, is crying out to the Lord, and he says, O oh God, save me by your name and vindicate, or, or show, show me to be right, justify me by your might. O oh God, hear my prayer, give ear to the words of my mouth. For strangers have risen against me, 
Ruthless men seek my life. They do not set God before themselves. Selah. And in, at this point, Psalm shifts uh, with Selah signific, uh, signifying a pause. So David goes from crying out in a plea to the Lord to um, affirming in verses 4 through 7 his trust in God. And 4 starts off with, Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is the upholder of my life. He will return the evil to my enemies and your faithfulness put an end to them. With a free will offering, I will sacrifice to you. I will give thanks in your name, O Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me from every trouble, and my eye has looked in triumph on my enemies. We see David in this psalm trust God through persecution. David relies on God because God is faithful. To this point in David's life, God has always protected him. David had... um, David had and would continue to have close encounters with enemies, people that desired to kill him, but God is faithful to protect him, and David trusted in the ways of the Lord. Psalm 18.30 tells us, This God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all who take refuge in him. God is faithful even when we don't see it in the moment, he never leaves or forsakes us. Deuteronomy 31.6 tells us, Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. We see God's faithfulness to his children in times of persecution all throughout scripture. God is faithful to David in this psalm. And another example um, would be to look at Stephen in the book of Acts. Um, Stephen's one of the first deacons in the church. The Jews lie and tell the Sanhedrin that he's been speaking words of blasphemy against Moses and God. And they bring him before the Sanhedrin, and Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, delivers a gospel-centered rebuke to the Sanhedrin. This is a message of truth that causes the Jews to stone him. And the, we, we read this account of the stoning in um, Acts chapter 7. Uh, it says, Now then, now when they heard these things, they were enraged they being the Jews, they ground their teeth at him. But he, being Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God. And Jesus, standing at the right hand of God, and he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened, and the Son of Man is standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears, and rushed together at him. Then they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. 
And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Stephen, while being persecuted, doesn't even fear for his life. He doesn't resent his enemies. In fact, he asks, he asks Jesus not to hold this sin against them. This isn't a work that Stephen does in his flesh. This shows, this is a showing of God's faithfulness to sustain Stephen amidst persecution. Without God's faithfulness to Stephen, to fill him with the Holy Spirit, this story doesn't happen. Stephen trusted God to deliver him, sustain him, and direct him, even to the point of death. Persecution, we see it everywhere. It comes from all different directions, all different groups of people. David didn't have any, any beef with the Ziphites. They were strangers to him. Yet they persecuted him. When we face persecution... We almost expect it from strangers. We don't know them. They don't know us. Um, they don't like us, maybe. Um, but what about when we face persecution from those we do know? those that we would call friend and family. What do we do with this? Is God still faithful here? Is he still faithful when I am persecuted for my belief in Jesus? by those that I know and I'm close to. Yes, yes, God is, God is faithful all the time. Philippians 1.6 tells us, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you We'll put a screensaver on your computer. Um, there you go. I am sure of this, 
that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. John chapter 15 tells us that a servant is not above his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. Jesus tells us if we follow him, if we are servants of the living God, we will be persecuted. But he also tells us that he will bring us to completion. He will not leave us because he is faithful. So God is faithful to love his children. He never leaves or forsakes us. In times of persecution and suffering, God's faithfulness moves us to what? What is your response to our Father in heaven that is faithful to love you? You trust Him. You trust Him, you rest in Him, knowing He has not left you. This is what David does. He has seen God continually never leave him, never forsake him. He knows God's word is true and right. And he has seen God both in his life and in his word be faithful. My, <clears throat> my day job is, um, and sometimes night, is um, a farmer. And um, this week, as I'm preparing for this message, and uh, the Lord allowed it to rain last week, and so drug the hay harvest out this week, which cut into the time of preparing message. So on the tractor, I'm dictating notes to my phone, thinking, okay, Lord, as you bring things to me, I'm going to jot them down or I will forget them. And, and, and I'll put it together and, and see what you have. And um, God is faithful in that. You know, God, God allows it to rain um, when we have hay down and it's his hay. And, and, and we rest. You, Mark and I were talking this morning. You, how do you farm without Jesus as your savior? It would drive you crazy. Amen. <laughs> we, we rest in knowing that God is our provider and it's, it's his, everything we have is his. And we trust him because he is faithful to love us. He's faithful to provide for us. And so we farm the field, we plant the seeds, we water them. As he gives increase, and as we cut the hay, and it doesn't rain, or it does, we rejoice that Jesus is in control of our, our lives, our farm, our finances. 
and He is faithful. We trust God because He has proven He is faithful to love us. Romans 5.8 tells us, but God shows His love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were sinners, enemies of God, persecuting God with no regard for His righteousness, His power, His holiness, yet by His grace, Christ died for us. Jesus laid down His deity, came off His seat at the right hand of the Father to be spit on, beaten, stripped naked. Mocked and nailed to a cross for sinners. Sinners who hated him and were his enemies. That was us, that was me. We did that. Jesus trusted in his Father's plan, and that is the example of trust that we have. What persecution do we face today that justifies us not to trust God? Jesus laid down his life for you and for me. Are we willing to do the same? Do you trust God and his faithfulness? Do you trust God with the lives of your family? Do you trust God with your troubled marriage? Do you trust God with your rebellious child? Maybe your hostile workplace. You trust God with your finances. You trust Him with everything that you have. Because we know that He has given us all those things. Proverbs 3 tells us, 5 and 6 tells us, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths and straight our paths must be because Matthew 7 tells us enter by the narrow gate for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction and those who find it are many. But the gate is narrow and the way is hard. That leads to righteousness and few find it.
trust in the Father and he will direct you. He will protect you. He sent his son Jesus Christ to die for your sins and provide life. A life that leads to eternity with God and his glory, power, and holiness and his pure majesty. Respond to that. Respond to a God that loves you and is faithful to pour out his grace and mercy on you. John 3.16, probably one of the most well-known verses. Um, says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And 17 goes on to say, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world. But in order that the world might be saved through him, whoever believes is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. You guys, God is faithful. He's faithful to extend his grace and mercy and love to us by sending his son to die not to condemn but so if you trust in Jesus you could be saved Farmers <clears throat> tend to always have something to do. Um, it's always some animal that wants to eat or some crop that needs irrigated. And so when you put a farmer up here at the pulpit to deliver a message, it's going to be short. <laughs> um, so... I want to call and I want to go ahead and call the worship team up and and during this next song I want to take some time and during this next song uh, there will be some of us down front maybe maybe the elders that are here and and the core group leaders if you're if you're willing I, I just there'll be some of us down front and if you feel the Holy Spirit leading you to come down and get prayer for anything Trust God. Don't quench the Spirit. If you don't know Jesus and you feel Him calling you down here for prayer, trust God. Because He is faithful. Matthew 10, 32 through 33 tells us, 
Jesus' words, so everyone who acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Respond to Jesus today. Acknowledge him before men. He is faithful to acknowledge you before the Father. John chapter 4, where Jesus is with the woman at the well. He said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Trust Jesus this week. God is faithful. And that demands our trust. Father, as we go from here today, as we go back to the busyness of life, things that you have laid out before us. May we trust you. May we trust where you take us. May we follow you where you lead us. faithful to us if our hope is in Jesus Christ you are faithful convict us Lord convict us of where we don't trust you and may conviction lead to repentance. May we confess and repent of where we fall short. As our Father, you are faithful to pick us up when we fall down. praise ever be on our lips, Lord. All glory goes to you, Lord, today and every day. 
thank you, Jesus, for the cross. We lift you high today. We're thankful that at the foot of the cross, the ground is level. We all fall short. We just pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.